for the Lord delights, for the Lord delights in showing mercy. For the Lord delights in showing mercy. Aren't you glad this morning he delights in showing mercy? Bless your name, Jesus. Turn the house up a little bit. When I move my body, when I move my feet, when I open my mouth, then the darkness flees. When I move my body, when I move my feet, when I open my mouth, then the darkness flees. When I move my body, when I move my feet, when I open my mouth, then the darkness flees. When I when I move my feet, when I open my mouth, then the darkness flees. When I move my body, when I move my feet, when I open my mouth, the darkness flees. When I move my body, when I move my feet, when I open my mouth, then the darkness flees. When I move my body, when I move my feet, when I open my mouth, then the darkness flees. Father, we thank you that the darkness has to go. Has to go. Strongholds are coming down. Jesus is lifted high. Come on, say that. Strongholds. Jesus is lifted high. Strongholds. Strongholds are coming down. Jesus. Strongholds, strongholds are coming down. Jesus is lifted high. Jesus is lifted high. Jesus is lifted high. Jesus is lifted high. We say it today. Jesus is lifted high. Jesus is lifted high. Jesus is lifted high. We celebrate you. Jesus is lifted high. 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 Yes, he is. Come on, let's praise the Lord today. Come on, wake up. <laughs> Lord, Lord help us today. Listen, I want to I want to say something real quick before we go on. Uh trying to get this thing to work here. Um We've been having a few uh, illustrated sermons here lately, and we let me just do a quick recap. We've uh, broken the container. We've broken clay pots. We've broken chains, and so that's what God's done. What we've done naturally, but supernaturally, God's done even more than that. So you have something to be excited about. You've got something to clap about. You've got something to praise the Lord about. Lord, you woke up today. They could have called the JP this morning and pronounced you dead. But you're here, so you've got something to shout about. You've got something to be happy about. God's still on his throne. Amen. So we're going we're gonna to go into this song in a moment. We're going to pray. So I want you to just take a moment and shake off all the crap.
shake off all of the stuff you've heard in the media and in your own house and just shake it off. We're come, we've come here this morning to get refreshed, not to bring that mess in here. And so we're going to shake it off, we're going to dump it off, and we're going to let God refresh us today. Amen? So, Father, today we've come to this place. We've come to this place of freedom, a place of encounter, a place of your presence, a place of revival to come, God, and be refreshed by you. Not just us get refreshed, but, God, we want to even refresh you with our praise and with our worship. Father, we ask you this morning, Lord, to come into this room today. Shake us. Change us. Revive us. Refresh us. Father, let there be freedom in this house today. Let there be liberty in this house today. Father, those who have come today disappointed. Lord, those that have come today with needs. to Lord, the people that have come today that are sick in their body. Lord, we just ask you to step in today. Those that are watching that need a miracle, God, we just asking you this morning to step in and change the situation. Change the situation today. Father, we're here for you. We're here for you. We give you our service. We give you our mind. We give you our agendas. We ask you, God, to come. We surrender. Can you just say that for a moment? Say, I surrender. Come on, I surrender. Father, I surrender to you this morning. I surrender to you this morning. You're all I want. You're all I need. You're everything I've ever could ever desire. We worship you today because we know that in you, Father, there's freedom, there's peace, there's love, there's joy. Thank you, Father. I cry freedom from the chains that bind your children. Freedom from the chains. That bind our praise to you. Freedom from the lies of the enemy. Freedom. And I cry freedom from the chains that bind your children. Freedom from the chains that bind our praise to you and freedom from the lies of the enemy freedom say freedom and freedom just say freedom. Freedom and freedom. I cry freedom from the chains that bind our children. Freedom from the chains that bind our praise to you. Freedom from the lie of the enemy. Freedom and freedom. You sing and sing with me.
you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I want to clap a little louder than before. I want to sing a little louder than before. Oh, oh, oh. I want to jump, I want to jump higher than before. I want to shout a little louder than before. Yeah, freedom, 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 freedom. I want to sing it. I want to sing a little louder than before. Yeah, I want to jump a little higher than before. Yeah, I want to shout. I want to shout a little louder than before. Yeah, oh, oh, oh. My hands higher than before. I want to love you more than before. I want to worship deeper than before. I want to shout. Come on. I want to shout a little louder than before. Yeah, free. shackles, no more chains, no more bondage. I am free. Yeah. Come on, no more shackles. No more shackles, no more chains, no more bondage. I am free. Yeah. No more shackles. Yeah. No more shackles, no more chains, no more bondage. I am No more shackles, no more chains. No more shackles, no more chains. No more bondage. I am free. Come on, no more shackles, no more chains. No more shackles, no more chains. No more bondage. I am free. No more shackles, no more chains. No more shackles, no more chains, no more bondage, I am free. 
Come on, we're going to declare it again. No more shackles, no more chains. No more shackles, no more chains. No more. No more bondage, I am free. One more time, we put this in the atmosphere. No more shackles, no more chains. No more. No more bondage, I am free. change. I apologize. We'll do the other song later. Hallelujah. We bless your name today. We worship you today, Jesus. Come to praise you. Come to worship you, Lord. Here. I feel the rains of your love. I 
feel the winds of your spirit. Now the heartbeat of heaven, let us hear. I feel the rains of your love. I feel the winds of your spirit. Now the heartbeat of heaven, let us hear. I feel the rains of your love. I feel the winds of your spirit.
for you today and you can stand there or you can sit there all you want and ignore the invitation or you can you can stand up by faith and begin to receive it right where you are because I tell you what I didn't come today to have to play church to have another Sunday morning experience I've come to encounter God Almighty in faith and in power and in his presence Holland, I'm not going to leave this song until I feel him until I see him until the glory of the Lord fills this sanctuary and until I see it begin to overflow come on father we here we're here for you today come on we're here can you push with me today come on push with me father we're here with you we're here for you we're here for you we're here for you so let it rain let it rain let it rain on every heart on every family let it rain 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 
than here in your love. There's no place, no place I'd rather be. There's no place I'd rather be. There's no place I'd rather be than here in your love. Here in your love. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. I want more. I want more. I want more of you. I want more of you. I want more of you. Yeah, yeah. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. I want more of you. Yeah. Oh. across the room today father father you've sent us here today to get more of you so father we're here today to receive from you we're here to receive from you today we thank you for more we thank you for more we thank you for more for challenging us to push ahead 
amid resistance and amid pain and amid amid sorrow, God, you, you're calling us to push, break through it. Not to give up, not to throw in the towel, not to allow culture to dictate how we respond. But you're calling us higher, God. You're calling us deeper. You're calling us into a more, uh, um, re- more uh, deeper relationship with you in this season. We thank you, God, that we're not going to be silent and we're not going to uh, act blind and deaf to it, but we're going to respond to your invitation with joy and gladness. We thank you, Lord, for your power. We thank you for the more that you have for this house and for each person here that does that wants to go there, that wants to go there, that wants to go, that says, Father, I'll go. Father, I'll go. I'll go into the more. I'll be a pioneer. I'll be a forerunner in my sphere of influence, and, and I will, I will, I'll be a tipping point in my community. I'll, I'll, I'll be different. I'll be wild. I'll be uh, in love with you. I'll do it. I'll, I'll be the one. Because, you know, God never, God, God has not put us here to be quiet, quish Christians, silent about everything and, and do nothing. Part. God has sent us here to raise hell so that we can release heaven in this community. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. We're not going to be a stiff-necked, arrogant people, but we're going to yield to your presence. Our hearts are pliable. We thank you, Lord. We thank you today, Father. We thank you, Jesus, that you are our Savior. You are our Master. You are our King. The You're the high and lofty one. We lift you up today. 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 You are holy. You are worthy. You are magnificent. You are our obsession. We honor you. We honor you today, Jesus. We didn't come here to see Pastor John, to hang out with Pastor Jeff. We didn't come here to just chill. We came to encounter you. Father, I thank you. I thank you for interrupting us, changing us, pushing us and challenging us to reach for more. We thank you for it today, Father. Can you give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Lord told me this morning that we're to expect something different and unusual. And so I'm not, I'm not, um, that's what I'm expecting. Amen. 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 Something unusual, something different. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise you, Father. We worship you today, Jesus. Worship you, lift you up today. You're worthy of our praise. Worthy of our praise, Father. Hallelujah. Bless you. Bless your name today, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I want. I want to ask. You know, we have we have uh, two graduates here today, and. Uh, I want to ask uh, Taryn to come, and Gage to come. Is that Tina? Yeah. 
It is Tina. Hey, Tina. Welcome home. So good to see you. Gage come and Taryn come. And um, there's Paige. All right. Cool. Come on, guys. Welcome. Can we give these two a great big we love you? And I'm so proud of these two because, you know, when I graduated high school, um, um, it was a big deal, yeah, yeah. But it's really a bigger deal to these guys because they actually did it amid TPC and uh, Imelda and COVID. And I mean, y'all had more days off than I ever had. Lucky. Lucky. And so, um, so proud of them because, you know, it, it, that was emotional. That was, I mean, yeah, it's ups and downs and so. So we're proud of you guys today. So what we're going to do is I'm going to ask um, our prayer, our, our pastors to come. And we're going to pray for you guys. Um, before we do, if you guys come stand right here and kind of face the platform, I'm going to read some scriptures over y'all. And um, and these scriptures I'm placed in your in your gift bags because I really believe these three scriptures, they just, they're important to you guys, important for you, for your journey. And uh, each of you are so, you're smart. You're so amazing. I mean, just amazing. Both have been have been very successful in your um, education. And, and so I want to read these to you. Number one, Deuteronomy 31 and 6. It says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. For the Lord your God goes with you, and he will never leave you nor forsake you. I want you to let that sit on you for a minute. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Your friends are going to leave you. You're going to have issues. But you know what? God says be strong and courageous. And do not let fear overtake you. Psalm chapter 20 and verse 4 says, May God give you the desire of your heart and make all of your plans succeed. May he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. And then, of course, the famous graduation scripture is Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, for I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. So your future is secure in your heavenly father. You both have accepted Christ. So your future is settled. God, God knows your plan. God knows his plans for your life. And all that you have to do is follow that, that simple nudge, that, that, that feeling that well, that's hard to explain. But when you know you have to make a decision, that peace that overwhelms you, it's that feeling that, you know what, I made the right decision. Follow that simple nudge of the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to move this back. We're going to come and we're going to pray for you. We're, just not, we're not going to push you over or anything like that. Don't worry about anything like that. But we're going to come and we're going to pray for you. Pastor Becky's going to join me. Pastor Jake is going to join me. And so I'm going to start with Gage first. Father, we thank you for our brother. Lord, we thank you that he did it. He made it. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> Father, we, we bless his future. We bless his future. We bless his, his wife when, she, when he finds her. Father, we thank you for his family. We thank you for this new season, new dimension of his life. Father, we thank you. You've called him. 
you've called him, you've chosen him, that you, he's not just some kid doing life. But no, he's significant. He's a significant person. He's a significant adult. Father, we thank you for him. We thank you for your peace and your joy and your love that overwhelms him. We thank you even for the new friends that, you, that are going to come into his life. We thank you for even new business opportunities and jobs and promotions. Father, we thank you for that. He is he's going to be successful all the days of his life. And we bless him today in Jesus' name. Just if you'll find right now until July 6th. We're going to take a short little break. 
Is that Hayes? Yep. Hey, Hayes. And so, um, and so taking a short break in July 6th, we'll relaunch our small groups. If you weren't able to participate in our last um, session, our last series of small groups, get involved this time. It's going to be powerful, wonderful, have a good time. And so, um, and then our, on June, the next week, of course, is Father's Day. And the following Sunday is our anniversary. And so, uh, we may have a guest speaker that's morning. And so I'm not going to tell you who it may be. Um, we don't want to get it out there. But um, you want to be here. If he can come, you're going to want to be here. And so, um, and so we'll have a 10th or June 28th. We'll have a cake and punch like we normally do. But it'll be our six years. Wow. Where did the time go? Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to... Um, Stay, stay near me. We're going to end with your song, Angie. Um, hallelujah. 11:25. So I'm not, I don't. I don't. You know, I, I I'm in a season of my life right now where I really I'm personally the Lord is is really doing something, and I'm going to switch mics, Jeff. And you know, I um. So I'm, I'm being challenged. I'm being stretched. And so I'm going to challenge and I'm going to stretch you. Because <laughs> um, I believe the Lord is really, really wanting to get the body of Christ's attention. And really wants us to um, push through the, 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 the voices, the, the sound of the world. You know, the, the, the TV and, and media is so loud right now. And we got we to gotta push through it. And we gotta, we gotta, you know, we've been, the body has been so distracted over the last couple of months. Um, and they've put the, the, the media and different people have put us in different containers. And, um, but I believe God is really shaking the church. And He's, He's, He's wanting us to do things a little differently. And, and I want, and I want us to, and so I'm being very sensitive and, and being very careful to do exactly what the Father wants our church to do. Amen? Yeah. And, um, and so this morning I'm going to begin this. We're not going to finish it um, unless he wants me to. And I don't feel that this morning. And so I'm going to begin this, see where it goes. But if you have your Bible, grab that Bible or your phone, however you read the word. And I had the privilege of speaking um, a few different places this past week. Again, I was challenged at both places, stretched at both places. I can tell you, God is doing something in our community. Amen. And God is doing something in the, in the nation. And so um, I'm excited about it. Second, Second Chronicles, did I say Corinthians? I meant Chronicles. Second Chronicles. Hallelujah. And I'm going to read this entire thing. It's not very long. Okay. Second Chronicles chapter 5, verse 1. It says, So all the work Solomon did for the Lord's temple was completed. And then Solomon brought the consecrated things of his father David, the silver, the gold, and all the utensils 
and put them in the treasuries of God's temple. And at that time, Solomon assembled at Jerusalem the elders of Israel and all the tribal heads and the ancestral chiefs of the Israelites in order to bring the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord from the city of David, that is Zion. So all the men of Israel were assembled in the king's presence at the festival as it was the seventh month. All the elders of Israel came and the Levites picked up the Ark and they brought up the Ark, the tent of meeting and the holy utensils. And there they were in the tent and the priests and the Levites brought them up. King Solomon and the entire congregation of Israel who had gathered around him were in the front of the ark sacrificing sheep, goats, cattle that could not be counted or, or numbered because there were so many. And the priest brought the ark of the Lord's covenant to its place into the sanctuary to the most holy place beneath the wings of the cherubim. Verse 10. Nothing was in the ark except the two tablets that Moses had put in Horeb, in at Horeb where the Lord had made a covenant with the Israelites when they came out of Egypt. And now all the priests who were present had consecrated themselves regardless of their divisions or regardless of their rank, regardless of their titles. And when the priests came out of the holy place, the Levitical singers dressed in fine linen, carrying cymbals, harps, and lyres were standing east, and there were about 120 priests blowing trumpets. The singers were descendants of Asaph, etc. Verse 13, and the trumpeters and singers the trumpeters and singers joined together to praise and thank the Lord with one voice. They raised their voices accompanied by trumpets and cymbals and instruments to praise the Lord. And they said, For he is good, his mercy and his love endureth forever. And the temple, the Lord's temple, was filled with the cloud. And because of the cloud, the priests were not able to continue ministering. For the glory of the Lord filled the house. Hallelujah. Come on. They, they couldn't, the priests couldn't minister anymore because the cloud of God's glory was so strong. The presence of God filled that moment, filled that place with his glory. And that's what I want to see happen here. I want God's presence to so come that we can't do anything but worship him. Let's go over to um, Luke chapter number 7. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And the cloud filled the house, and they couldn't do anything. <laughs> Luke chapter 7. Verse 31. I'm sorry. Verse 28. Luke 7, verse 28 says, I tell you, among those born of women, no one is greater than John, but the least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. And when all the people, including the tax collectors, heard this, they acknowledged God, God's way of righteousness because they had been baptized with John's baptism. But since the Pharisees and experts in the law had not been baptized by him, they rejected the plan of God for themselves. Verse 31, To that then should I compare, to what then should I compare the people of this generation. And what are they like? They are like children sitting in the marketplace and calling to each other. We played the flute for you, but you didn't dance. We sang a lament, but you didn't weep. For John the Baptist did not come eating bread or drinking wine, and you say he has a demon. The Son of Man has come eating and drinking, and you say, Look, a glutton and a drunkard, 
a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is vindicated by all her children. The one of the Pharisees invited him to eat with him. He entered the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. And a woman in the town, who was a sinner, found out that Jesus was reclining at the table in the Pharisee's house. And she brought an alabaster jar of perfume and stood behind him at his feet weeping. And began to wash his feet with her tears. She wiped his feet with her hair, kissing them and anointing them with the perfume. And when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, This man, if he were a prophet, would know who and what this kind of woman is, who's touching him, for she's a sinner. And Jesus replied to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. He said, Say it, teacher. Verse 41. A creditor had two debtors. <clears throat> One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. Excuse me, my pages are sticking here. Devil is a liar. Verse 41. Verse 41. A creditor had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. Since they could not pay it back, he graciously forgave them both. So which of them will love him more? And Simon answered, well, I suppose the one he forgave more. Jesus says, you have judged correctly. Turning to the woman, he said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house. And you gave me no water for my feet. But she, with her tears, has washed my feet and wiped them with, my hair, with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but she hasn't stopped kissing my feet since I came in. You didn't anoint my head with olive oil, but she has anointed my feet with perfume. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven. That's why she loves so much. But the one who for who is forgiven little loves little. The one he, the, Then he said to her, your sins are forgiven. Verse 49, and those who were at the table with him began to say among themselves, who is this man who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Wow. What a story. What a story. We see Jesus here. The first thing that I notice when I'm reading this is, is the religious spirit that comes and tries to, to dictate and tries to tell uh, the woman, who are you? You're a sinner. You, you, you don't belong here. You shouldn't be here. And Jesus should have nothing to do with you. Jesus, you shouldn't even be, you, you shouldn't be praying. You shouldn't be prophesying. You shouldn't be touching anybody because you're full of sin. And Jesus says, your faith has saved you. Well, he, he says it here. He says, Turn to the woman in verse 44. He said, he says to Simon, do you see this woman? And list everything that the religious person didn't do and the sinner did. So, so, so a religious mindset will tell you, and this is, I'm just, this is not in my notes, but a religious mindset will tell you, will judge someone based upon their past sin. Jesus went to the cross for all of us and those who've accepted him and those who have who have said father forgive me for i have sinned those who have who have acknowledged that he is the lord of their life 
They've been washed and cleansed by the blood of Christ. Amen. And so who were who were we who were who were, who were any of us to judge anybody else's shortcomings? I'm going there this morning. I don't even know why. This woman called a sinner comes into this into this place, the Pharisee's house, place of religion, a place of comfort. They were the Bible says they were all reclining at the table, a place where they were comfortable, a place where she shouldn't have been, according to the religious ones, walks in and changes the atmosphere by just walking in. A sinner. A non-religious person breaks the alabaster jar, the perfume fills the room. She begins to wash his feet with her tears, dries them with her hair. And Jesus says, she actually loves more than the Pharisee. So, I'm, so, so, so I got to ask myself as a Christian believer, forget the title Apostle, apostle, pastor, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Forget the fivefold. As a as a child of God, I've got to ask myself: Am I so religious that if someone were to walk in that back door back there and brought something of the Lord, would I notice it, or would I be so busy trying to have church that I miss the moment of our visitation? See, they could have, she, this, this woman could have been ignored. Jesus could have said, I want nothing to do with you. Jesus could have said, hey, get behind me, Satan. Jesus could have been like, you're tempting me. Get out of the way. Come on. But she broke the box. We've been talking about containers and lids and and I'm going to stick on stick on that 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 um, thought a little bit because I, I believe there's still people here and those that will that are going to watch that are still living in a closed container. I still believe some of you have still haven't gotten this yet. I still believe because because if you did, your life, your motives, your 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 life would be changed. There'd be things in your life that would be getting fixed and upgraded in your life but as long as you live your life in a box nothing's going to change this woman had to go in there and break a box it pissed everybody off excuse the the, the language it, it 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 got it and if that hurts your feelings hey go take it to the father not me um it pissed everybody off it did who is she she get to do that. She shouldn't be doing that. She's a sinner. Because they were living in this. And they, they these guys missed their moment of visitation because they were so worried about who was washing his feet. Instead of, Father, what are you doing in this moment? What, what What's going on? What, what they call, all they could have done is, you know what? I'm going to take this lid off. This religious lid and, and feeling i'm gonna take it off i'm gonna say lord 
what are you doing in this moment? See, there's been times we've had speakers come in and 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 they've challenged my faith and challenged me and they said things that I was like, oh my God, because of the religious the religiousness inside of me. But I had to sit there and say, okay, I'm living in a box. You're stretching my understanding. And so many times you, you, and I'm not here, I'm not scolding anybody in this room. I'm not slapping you. I'm not doing any of that. I'm just challenging you to live outside of this thing. Live out. Because if, if you want to live here, you know what, guys? I got so many testimonies from the Sunday I cracked that, I shattered that clay pot. So many testimonies for that moment. But let me ask you something. What have you done with that moment? Was it just another another experience? Was it just another thing? Or have you have you really been trying your best to live outside of this? Outside of really of what you even understand life should be. The way you've done life. But TGP, I'm telling you, the Lord is stretching us. The Lord is stretching us. Because he doesn't want us to continue to live inside of a container. He wants us to experience freedom and abundance and if we say this if your finances are suffering i want you to check your heart and check are you living inside of this are you tithing are you giving i believe in tithing and giving i believe it are you are you are you are you and this is not about tithing but but still it's a heart it's a heart check am i praying am i worshiping am i giving god everything that i have am i giving him everything not just 5%, everything. If you want if you want to be a, a person of glory, if you want to be a person of revival, you're going to have to come out of your box and surrender everything. It 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 it, it will you you it will cost you everything. It'll cost you everything. It'll cost you everything. This woman, it it costed her to be there. Everybody good? You alive? Amen, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. All right. We can go to Acts chapter 1. Don't you love scripture? Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 1. So there we saw the woman cracking open her box. Cracking open the, and, and it filled the house and it affected everybody. So let me say this to you. that When you crack your container, when you crack your box, it's going to affect everything. It's going to change everything. It's going to cause everybody to know. Everyone's going to notice. <laughs> everyone noticed. Everyone everyone knew that this woman did something. They saw her do it. Yeah. Everyone's, everyone saw it. Everyone, every, everyone was affected by just one person. By just her coming in and changing the entire dynamic. The sinner walking in and busting her container. <laughs> Jesus. So when you decide, finally, that I'm going to live outside of normal, I'm going to live outside of normal, everybody's going to notice. Everybody's going to say, wow, something's different. Wow, something has changed. But you got to get to the place in your life where you're like, you know what? I'm tired of living here. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of living here. This is where frustration is. This is where loneliness is. This is where depression is. This is where defeat is. This is where... Uh, 
This is where this is where it's in that container. And when you begin to break it off of your life, you begin to soar in the heavenly realm. There's there's all thing. The only thing there is love, joy, peace, uh, self control, um, uh, um, clear mindedness. That's all that's there because you can't. You you begin to learn that you begin to take a, a, a every thought captive. And when you're living in this, every thought bugs you. Everything someone tells you bugs you because you're living in a, in a container where you've been hurt and lied to and abused and, and you keep going back to this over and over and over again. And God doesn't want you to live there. He wants you free, 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 free. Everybody say free, free. Acts chapter one. Verse four, and while he was with them, he commanded them, don't leave Jerusalem, but wait for the father, for the father's promise, which you said, you have heard me speak about for John baptized with water and he'll be baptized with the Holy spirit. And so when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, are you restoring the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the periods that the father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy spirit has come on you. And you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And after he had said this, he was taken up and as they were watching and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while he was going, they were gazing into heaven and suddenly two men in white clothes stood by them. And they said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up into the heavens like this? And this same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come in the same way that you have seen him go into heaven. So look here, we see here, Jesus is there. He says, hey guys, don't leave Jerusalem. Don't, don't leave, don't leave. Because if you leave, you're going to miss it. If you leave, you're going to miss your moment. If you leave, you're going to miss your hour of visitation. He says, but, but here's the, here's what I need you to do, guys. You're going to have to wait on the father. You're going to have to, guys, you're going to have to get out of this. Okay. You're going to have to get out of your container, guys, because, 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 because the father ain't going to come in, 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 a, in a recognizable way. It's not, the, what's going to happen to you is, 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 is when it, when the, when the, when you, while you're waiting on the father and when the Holy Spirit is upon you, may be different. It may not look like what you're accustomed to. It may not. And so, so I want to tell you, revival may not look like what you're accustomed to. A move of God in your life may not look like what somebody else's move of God. Right? And so, but if you're in your container, you're expecting everybody's experience to be like you. Or you're, you're in your, or you're saying, you know what? I would like to experience somebody else's, but you know you're in here, but you're comfortable and don't want to get out. I've been in that boat. I like it. I like it. I like nobody knowing my name. I like going to a church where nobody knows I can sneak in and sneak out. I like not being able to, to, to be a part of anything because it's just me and God. I don't need anybody else. I've been there. I said that. But I was living in a, in a box. I was living in a container and God broke me free because we need each other. Isolation is from the enemy. Okay. 
And so, verse Acts 1, verse 12. And they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. And when they arrived, they went to the room upstairs. Everybody say upstairs. Where they were staying, and it names everybody that was there. And it says here in verse 14, and they were all, oh, I love it. You need to circle that and highlight that and all that kind of stuff. They all were continually united in prayer. Take your pen and underline it. They were all continually united in prayer. Verse 15, and in those days, Peter stood up among them. The brothers and sisters and the number of people who were together was about 120. Notice the first scripture I read in 2 Chronicles, they had 120 priests blowing trumpets. Now there's 120 folks hanging out, waiting on the, the, the wind, waiting on the Holy Spirit to come. Okay? Now, Acts 2. Verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly a sound like that of a violent rushing wind came from heaven and it filled the whole house where they were staying. And they saw tongues like flames of fire that separated and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit enabled them. But notice the the, the process here. Jesus promises in Acts 1 that if you'll wait, the Holy Spirit will come. And then we see later on, it says, it says that, that, that um, they were all united in prayer. That's a key there. And then we go to verse um, Acts chapter 2, and then the day of their visitation had arrived. The day of their visitation had arrived. And it says there they were all together in one place and then suddenly a sound came. Suddenly and it, and it came to them in an unusual way. It came to them. They actually saw what appeared to be tongues of fire dancing on top of their heads. Then it says in, in the later on in the, in the, in the chapter, chapter number two that these 120 people experienced an outpouring of God's holy presence and it spilled out into the community. That's revival. That's a move of God. That is what God wants to do in America. That is what he wants to do. He wants a, a bride. He, want, he wants his bride together, together, in unity, continually in prayer, continually in unity, so that when he comes when, he, when, when the presence of God walks through that back door, doesn't turn and leave because he, he doesn't, but he doesn't, he sees a whole bunch of religious folk in a container. He, 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 let, me t- let me say this. I, I posted it yesterday on Facebook because it's somewhere in my notes here. A religious spirit comes to tell you when, how, and uh, when, where, and how God should move. This this Pharisee, this person that we just read about, about the woman, couldn't receive from her. Couldn't receive from the lady who was broke, breaking her box, breaking her container. Why? Because it wasn't what he expected. And that's a lot of the church today. If it doesn't come packaged just right, we dismiss it. 
we dismiss it because it's not what we're used to. Well, Pastor, I grew up Catholic, and all this stuff you're talking about, I just don't know. It's okay. Break your box. Well, I grew up Baptist, and I don't pray in tongues. That's okay. Break your box. It's okay. I'm not saying you got to speak in tongues. I'm not saying, all I'm asking you to do as a church family, as people watching online, is to get out of this and expect the Holy Spirit to blow your mind. The Holy Spirit doesn't want to be contained in a box. It was contained in the Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament. When Jesus went on the cross, he brought freedom and liberty so the presence of God doesn't have to be in a box. I don't have to sacrifice sheeps and goats and dogs to get his glory in the room. All I got to say is, Holy Spirit, come. That's it. But you got to get out of this. Got to get out of this. This will suffocate you and kill you spiritually. It'll kill your marriage. It'll kill your relationships. It will kill your business. It will kill you. Well, I've done life this way for 35 years. Change it up. <laughs> I have spoken to more black churches this last two, three weeks than I've ever had in all of my life. In all of my life. And I've spoken at a lot of black churches. Okay. But God says, I want you out of this. I want you out of this. And I want you in the middle of all chaos in America and confusion in America and the racist divided i want you to be the bridge builder i want you to go in there and i want you to tell them that you love them i want you to tell them what i'm speaking to you i want you to go on facebook and say black, black lives matter and i'm not talking about a group i'm talking about the life of a black person that's what i'm talking about so what you know what i'm not living in this I'm not living in a media-fueled frenzy. I'm living in God's glory. I'm not living in this. I'm not living in this. I'm not living in this at all. When God plants a church like this church, this house, I never asked to, 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 to host meetings. and I didn't want to do any of that. We were just going to be a, a friendly church and, and do what, you know, just whatever happens, happens. And, 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 and I've tried different things and different formulas, and none of it worked. I've tried the seeker-sensitive. I've tried the art church. I've tried all the models that are out there, and nothing works. The only thing that worked is spirit-driven ministry in this house. So I'm not going to let the church culture put me in this. I'm not going to let some Joe Blow off the street put me in this because, well, I don't understand you speaking in tongues and you're too loud and you're too crazy. Well, you know what? Go to a more comfortable church for you. I love you, but I, I can't, I'm, as, a, as, a, as a pastor, as a, as a child of God, I do not have to live here. I don't. I don't have to live here. And you don't either. I'm, I'm going to talk about Tina for a minute. When she went to New York, uh, I was a little nervous about it, to be honest with you. I really didn't want you to go. Because um, it was a hot mess over there. Right? And, and, but this were the list is, this is, you're one of the catalysts that, that started, the Lord started speaking to me about. But if she wouldn't have gone, she'd have stayed right here. Living in a little container. 
doing life as usual. But she broke. She was one of the catalysts that already broke, broke it out of her. And then she had to self-quarantine again. And she was going crazy. Yeah. Right? Why? Because she's already out of this. And when you're forced to go back into something like this, you're frustrated. You don't want to. God had his body shut down during quarantine, during the COVID thing. And I say God did because preachers don't want to shut their churches down. They want the money. I'm being real with you. They want the money. They want to make sure tithes keep rolling in. They, they want money to continue coming in. But God shut it all down. Why? To get our attention. Why? Because he said, I want you to break out of your box. Why? Because you've been living in a comfortable container, doing church the way you've always, always have been doing it. But now I want you to do something different. And we all had to shut down and we all had to go online. Thankfully, we had already been online. But there's a lot of churches who had never even thought about going online that were forced to do so. They were forced to get out of comfortable boxes and lids. I spoke messages about a new normal. I spoke messages about faith. I spoke messages about healing. I spoke, I spoke messages on hope. And toward the end, all, all we were talking about was faith, 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 faith. Why? Because it's impossible to please God without faith, but you got to have faith to get out of this. You got to have faith to know that if I break out of this normal routine, am I, are you going to be over here, God? That's hard. Because it's comfortable here. TGP, I'm telling you. God's saying get out of this thing. The religious spirit wants to maintain your atmosphere. A Pharisee, want, a, a fair of, of the voice of religion wants to tell you, you can't get out of this. The voice of compromise tells you, you can't get out of this. The voice of, of, of the enemy wants to tell you, stay here. He doesn't know what he's talking about. That's what he wants. That's the enemy doesn't want you to. The enemy doesn't want you to go to your next level. Doesn't want you to grow. Doesn't want you to develop. Wants you to stay stuck in where you're at. The religious spirit wants everything in your life cookie cutter perfect. You know what? Can't live that way anymore, guys. Can't you got you got you're gonna have to break free from the way you've been doing things. There's, I'm telling you, there's a level of freedom that you haven't even experienced yet until you come out of normal. 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 That's right. Say it again. Yeah, you're entire, and that's what's important about family is that you know, even in your own house, mothers, fathers, grandparents, you're going to have to break your box so that your family can be free. Because what happens is when you break your box and your children and your grandchildren begin to see you free, they become free. They're going to say, oh, mom's different. Dad's different. Grandma's different. Grandpa's different. What's different? They're happy. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to take a step and say, you know what? That's why I went and bought those crazy shirts that I wore the last couple Sundays. Orange shirt and I got five of them. Crazy looking shirts. Why would I buy that? Because I don't want to stay in that container. I, I dress more conservative today. But 
I don't want to. I don't want to stay there, guys. I, can we commit to coming out of our shell? Can we commit of coming out of our graves? We're learning a song right now, "Graves into Gardens," because God doesn't want you living in a grave. He wants you to live in freedom in a garden that's flowing with milk and honey. That's where he wants you to live. I'm going to close by reading this. I'll just find it. John chapter number seven. John chapter seven. Y'all okay? I didn't slap you too hard. I'm just sharing what God's been sharing with me, guys. And I've got 20 pages of notes I didn't even get to. <laughs> awesome. John chapter 7. Verse 37. It's on that last and most important day of the festival, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. The one who believes in me, as the scripture has said, will have streams of living water flow from deep within them and he said this about the spirit and those who believed in Jesus were, got, were going to receive the spirit for the spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet been glorified he said if anyone let him come to me and drink and he said waters of living water will flow from deep within let's stand Let's stand. Father, we don't want to be stagnant. We want to be breakers. We don't want to be religious. We want to be lovers. Huh. Lovers of you. Lovers of you. We want to be, we don't want to be takers, but we want to, we want to be givers of your presence. Father, your word says, if anyone thirsts, Come to me and you will feel. Maybe you're here this morning and say, Pastor John, I'm thirsty. There's, there's, there's a, I'm craving something fresh. I'm craving something new. I just need God to fill me. Would you just lift your hand? Come on, be honest. Be honest. I'm waiting. Thank you. I see your hands. Thank you for your boldness. Who else is there? Pastor, I need, I need, to, be, I need to be refreshed. Come on, thank you. Thank you. I see your hands. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Who else? Who else wants that? Fresh rain to fall upon you. Come on. Who else? Thank you for your boldness. Thank you. God bless you. Father, you saw the hands that were lifted today that said, I need rain. I am thirsty. Father, fill them today. Fill them with life. Fill them with your peace. Fill them with whatever it is that they're lacking today. Father, I thank you that you can touch them and I know God you've touched me so I know you can touch them you're no respecter of persons we thank you Lord for a fresh flow into the lives of your people for the courage God to break out of boxes the courage and the faith to say you know what I'm going to go to that next level and I don't care what anyone thinks about me I'm just going to go there Father we thank you for courage today we thank you for freedom today in jesus name amen let's give the lord a hand clap of praise
Amen. I'm going to ask Angie and Robin to come, and we're going to sing a song, and then you'll be dismissed after the song. I want to hang on, and I want to say thank you. Jake, come on, start moving. Um, um, I'm trying to get folks out of here early today um, because I, we've been over over our time. I wanted to say this to you. Thank you guys for being a part of our church family. It means a lot to us. We love you. We pray for you every day. God is with you. God is with you. And he's fighting your battles. And he knows everything you go through. Jake, go ahead. I just want to say really quick to go along with what Pastor was saying. Every time that we have an encounter, every time that we come here and the Lord speaks to us, we're given a seed. Every time we're given these seeds. But I feel like what the Lord is saying is that it's time to get those seeds out of our pocket. Every time we get a seed, we put it in our pocket and we just go on. And we wait for the Lord to do something. And we're waiting for the Lord to do something. We're waiting for the Lord to do something. But he's wanting you to take that seed, go to the secret place and get it grounded where it can get some roots so that whenever it does sprout up, because for a while you're not going to see nothing. Yep. When that plant grows, you don't see no manifestation. But God wants to build a strong root foundation so that when we grow up in the Lord, when we grow up in the secret place, when we get planted in a church and we follow the authority that God has given us, then we can grow up. And when that fruit begins to grow, we're strong enough that it can that it can lean very low to the ground and people can just pick it right off of us. Amen. That's good. That's what God is calling us to. Quit taking the seeds and just put it in your pocket and walking out. Yeah, do something. Take the encounter, take the seed and let it be germinated. Yeah. And let it grow. Amen. Thank you, Jake. That's good work. I'll be here if you need prayer today during this song. Also, if you don't want to come forward, you'd rather write it out. We have prayer cards on the back table. You can put that um, in the black box as well. And, of course, you can give as you leave today. Thank you so much for being here. Angie, we'll sing this song. It's a wonderful, beautiful declaration from the Lord. Now is 
today, God, we thank you for your peace and your joy and your love to surround each person, those that are watching. Father, we thank you that you're on time every time. In Jesus' name, amen. You can come forward if you like prayer today. If not, we'll see you on Sunday. God bless you.